invites him and Rachel up. Do you want to give him a little round of applause? We're going to keep recording so we can record this. Now, Tim, you should know, Rachel is a friend of mine from Christians in Sport. I used to work for Christians in Sport 10 years ago. Rachel still does, as she works throughout the island of Ireland. And she said, Steve, I'm going to be in town for the 22nd of March. And can I come along? And I said, yeah, I would love to have you along. I'm actually speaking on singleness. And her words, not mine. She went, singleness, this is over email. I look forward to that as it is the biggest area of my life that the Lord has used to show me more of himself, and I'm so thankful for it. So I thought, ah, let's hear from Rachel and from Tim. So if you've got a mic, perfect. So guys, I'm going to ask you five, five questions, the same questions, and uh, hopefully I'll also add the Graham Norton humour. Okay, so tell us, let's start with Rachel. Tell us, um, singleness is a gift. How, what opportunities have you had how long have you been single and all that stuff? And what opportunities have you had uh, that God's used you because you've been single? Um, okay, uh, so uh, I have uh, been single for 11 years, so uh, up until the start of this year. So uh, I'm 37, um, so just put that out there at the start in case you're trying to work out how long I could be. Um, Tim's older. <laughs> He's not. Very so um, uh, opportunities, yeah, I suppose it's exactly just what Steve has said, particularly time freedom. Um, that's definitely, as I got that question through, I felt definitely opportunities, and particularly as a follower of Jesus, op- just the opportunity to, to live for him and, and my, to have, I guess, the chance to choose what I want to do with my time. I don't have to think about anybody else. Uh, I don't have to consult anybody else about what I do with my time or my money. Or, and actually, over the last 11 years, as I've sort of walked that path for 11 years, I've looked back and thought, gosh, that is such a gift. Um, and as a follower of him to them be able to say, right, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? Um, who can I bless and serve and all those kind of things? So definitely time for me would be one of the biggest opportunities. And and I guess too, probably um, thinking about, I suppose, that within the context of the church family too and and seeing that a lot of my peers are married with kids now and they just, they just do not have the time um, to uh, or the freedom to make choices that I can and, and, and so I was learning to see that as a real positive um, that's been it and also uh, probably finally just my mates that are Christians um, you know being single at 37 is kind of not conventional because most of them are married so they're kind of they look and they expect me to have certain I guess reactions to things and I suppose it's real it's been a real opportunity to, to walk alongside mates that aren't Christians and to then talk about a hope that is different mm. in Jesus. And then for them to see that reflected in the church family, to see that I'm valued there as being a follower of Jesus, a sister in Christ first. And that's been a really wonderful and powerful thing, I think, for, for, for Jesus. Correct. Tim, lovely haircut for the singleness testimony. Like it. Um, <laughs> tell us. Just over there, there is a moment in my life where it's my mum, and she forced me to get my haircut. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Single guy talking. Single guy talking. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, uh, yeah, so, what opportunities have you had? Yeah, yeah, very much so. so um, yeah, I guess there's a number of opportunities I've had being single. So at the moment, I've got a pretty cool job. And so my job is, uh, and this is literally it, to love every young prisoner in Ireland away from crime, you know? And maybe you guys think that's cool, but some funders don't. And so it's very difficult in a job like that to actually have a long-term plan or a long-term contract. So the longest contract I've had, because I guess it's a charity I was funded, is nine months. 
And there's real freedom in that for me because I'm a young guy and I'm single and I don't have to provide for a family or a kid or, or you know, anything like that. And I can just go, yeah, sure, I'll take it. I really want to do this and I really love what I do. And I just have that freedom to go, yeah, sure, let's see what happens in the next nine months, whatever that looks like, you know. So there's a real freedom to pursue uh, a dream, which is, you know, helping the most disadvantaged, you know, I guess. And you're chasing the dream, not the, the dollar, uh, I guess, in that sense. Uh, that's uh, an Americanism. Um, chasing, chasing the euphoria, not the euro. Just <laughs> <laughs> thinking on your feet. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go did you praise? Okay, let's get back to the interview, Tim. Back to the interview. Uh, 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 <laughs> so, so there is um, there is real opportunity there to pursue something that you just wouldn't necessarily because there's no work stability and there's no financial stability. And if you have a family back at home, you just wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So, so yeah, yeah so carry that's, on. That's one area that I've really, really seen a massive opportunity, and then the other is just being able to throw yourself into to, to helping others more more disadvantaged, and so. I guess you may have seen me today, there's three little boys that I help out with, and I've been helping out with them for quite a while, last two or three years. And Sam, the youngest one, was uh, when was basically it, uh, it came to me that he was quite educationally disadvantaged and educationally underdeveloped. And so I spent a lot of resources and a lot of time on him, deliberately one-to-one, trying to get him really up to speed until eventually he got to a place where he's in invited back into school mm. um, and so I would have been able to spend those evenings and those hours and countless trips to the zoo um, <laughs> uh, yeah I just quickly but I spent 158 <laughs> on my zoo pass right which is a family in, in ticket which you get in unlimited use I've spent 2,100 quid we're not talking about the gift of shrewdness <laughs> okay <laughs> but anyways so I, uh, I would have been able to do that time and time after again I know the time it's like I don't care, but you wouldn't have been able to do that time and time again, usual weekends, usual evenings and different things like that to bless him and to be able to get him up to an educational standard if you didn't have that freedom to do that. Great. So freedom for time, freedom to invest, freedom to not be so financially um, under pressure in a sense. Yeah. So let's stay with you, Tim. Tell us some of the challenges being a single guy today. Yeah, very much so. So I think certainly again, the, the downside of the job is that it's a very emotionally draining and difficult job, mm. and you see a lot of horrific things and a lot of um, just really, really difficult things that I'm working with, especially with the young lads in prison. I'm working with you know the most disadvantaged and trodden on people probably you know that you can in some respects, and even in the last year, you know, there's been suicides, there's been murders, you know, it's real, real de- deep stuff, and it's mm. very difficult to form relationships and friendships where you can actively talk through those things well, uh, because those things are harrowing and, and are very emotionally involved. So that's definitely a big challenge for me, is just not necessarily having that person to come home to after a really tough environment or a tough experience, or to be able to talk to so through and, and just be able to de- decompress or de-stress or whatever, you know? So that's definitely a big, a big challenge uh, in being single. And of course, as well, then there is times when you're, you're, you're bored or you're lonely, and it's just using your time wisely, and that is a challenge because it's so much easier to just while away hours browsing or Netflix or games or whatever it is, but things that aren't necessarily constructive or positive, they're just time wasters, time fillers. Okay. What about Rachel? What about for you? Um, what are some of the challenges? Um, probably, I think the biggest one I learned and had to learn over and over again was probably to realign my desires and my plans 
to what the Lord had for me. So growing up, I just definitely, I assumed that I'd just meet someone and get married. And, and then when that didn't happen, I had to learn over and over again to actually go, okay, this is not what the Lord has for me now. And then I had to, but that, the Lord graciously just over and over again, just was realigning my desires and bringing them more in line with his. So that was definitely one. Um, uh, loneliness would be another thing as well. You know, I guess people like to hang out with, go on holidays with and people that have got the capacity to do that, that would definitely be a challenge too. And then probably too, I think, not listening to what the world says our lives are about. That's, that's so subtle, I think. But like the world, the messes all around are, you know, the purpose of your life is, is to get married with children. That's where you'll find satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness. It's so subtle, it's all right, it's just there all the time. And I think that's a challenge all the time to actually listen to what the word says, what God's yeah. word says, about who you are, yeah. about your purpose here. And, and then, as you touched on, having people around you that will actually speak that truth to you when you need to hear it. Yeah. You know, if it's tough and you're finding things hard, to have people alongside that won't just sit, you know, wallow with you, but actually will lift your eyes up again and point you to who Jesus is and say, listen, this is not who you are. You know what the world says, it's actually what the word says. And I've been so thankful along the way for people that have said, reaffirmed what God's word has said, not what the world would say. Very good. Um, so, staying with you, Rachel, tell us, you touched on it there, how you have found your God-given capacity for relationships met in other ways and in the church. Um, but church has been amazing, church family has been amazing, because I don't feel single when I'm with my church family. Hmm. I feel single in other places because the world will say that's who you are so my church family has loved me and embraced me I've got friends in the church that are single friends that are married I'm involved with families in the church that I know their kids they know me I'm in their home I'm out of their home and my church family doesn't talk to me about being single all the time or mm. if there's a bloke on the radar all the time mm. which um, interestingly still changed there was a sermon preached years ago and there was one person we always used to come to a friend of mine and the first thing he used to say to her was, well, 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 <laughs> any blokes who's new here, you know. And actually the, the guy preached on it and that stopped. And that guy wasn't doing it out of any harm, but he just didn't think it was really unhelpful. Mm. My church family has been amazing. And it's been a real blessing to be involved in the family. That is my family and it's a beautiful picture, mm. I think, of what for me. So definitely that will be in the church family. And I suppose then also nephews and nieces that I have. Mm. I have had the same time to get to know them and spend time with them. It's been precious too. So. Great. Tim, what about you? How do you make sure your relational needs are met and satisfied in other ways? Yeah, very much. I think um, in my previous job, I, was, I spent quite a lot of time building up relationships and different things. And, and that was more of a way of life and different things. And, and that whole thing collapsed. And so that was uh, six years of building relationships that quite suddenly ended in different things. So that is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it's in the last few uh, 15 months, whatever it is, you know, it's been really great being plugged into to Christ the Church and the family here, you know, and being really, really uh, blessed by that because it is a challenge, especially when I've spent so much building up relationships that ended up ended pretty abruptly, or most of them did anyways, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to do that, definitely because of that, but I've been really blessed by the church and also I'm actually quite close to home, you know, two hours I'll drive up to the north and, and you can meet people, so there's a lot of good people that look out for me, so. That's how I do it, and kind of friends, and you know, watching the football, watching the rugby, or, or whatever it is. And, yeah. Great. Um, tell us, Tim, about your relationship with God. How has it been challenged, and how has it been strengthened through your singleness? 
Yeah, very much so. I think, yeah, there's always challenges because you're uh, maybe a little bit frustrated or upset that things aren't necessarily the way you imagine them to be, you know? And it's, and it's very easy, or at least I find it very easy when you're when you're bored to just do things that aren't constructive, like I said before, just wiring away time, wasting time on fruitful pursuits. They're not aren't bad things, they're just worthless, you know? So there's definitely a challenge to use your time productively and to be, because you've got no one challenging you, you know, you've, you've done the work, you've arrived home, you've got no one to go, why are you doing this, or why are you wasting your time, or why are you spending it this way, or why are you spending your money this way? You can just do that yourself, because no one's, no one's catching up on that. Um, so definitely that's been a real challenge to not just, uh, be selfish and just to pursue worthless things that I enjoy, um, and then I guess um, the other half of that is strength. Sort of yeah. yeah, very much so because there is a little bit freer time and a lot more time to go. Let's delve into the Bible and let's really like uh, get to know God and get to love Him and, and get to spend quality, quality time with Him. Because again, I don't have the pressures or the a bit uh, need to, to support a family or. or Great. Rachel, what about you? Has it been challenged and strengthened your relationship with God? Um, yeah, I, I think probably I touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm. What well, I, I suppose looking back, I just had it was a wee cycle, a repetitive cycle that happened, where you know I would find things tough, say uh, something didn't work out with someone, or they went through a phase of marriages. So those of my friends got married. One year I had like twelve that summer. Mm. It was total marriage overkill. If I heard another joke about, you know, oh, it was awful. But <laughs> in those kind of times where it was harder, or, you know, my, my younger brother, you know, he got married, had his family, and it just felt like things were getting tough. It was a cycle of sadness, sort of despair. You know, there have been times where I felt, gosh, this is not what I thought. But actually the Lord, every single time, would just graciously bring me through that. And and in those moments, it's, it really is where you're, I find out is what the point of going, well, do I really trust the Lord? Mm. Do I really trust him that actually, even though this is not what I thought, where I thought I would be at this age, do I really trust him? so graciously in those moments just, uh, just lifted my eyes again to who he is and brought me through. And that cycle just happened over and over and over again for me. And, but what I would say, and that I wouldn't, now I look at my, I wouldn't change a day of it because in that cycle, I just learned, well, it was a gift from the Lord. He just taught me over and over again just to trust him. Um, he is good and he's totally um, for me and uh, I'm his and that's my status. And mm. that little cycle has happened over and over and over again. And painful at times and difficult, but so precious. And I've learned what he's taught me, that he's good and mm. to be trusted. And I, I don't think I can learn that any other way. And I'm so thankful. That's definitely my biggest lesson. Mm. So, Rachel, final question for you. You are now, after 11 years of singleness, in a very new relationship. Last week we looked at why you choose a marriage partner and how. I know you're not a fiancé or anything, but why did you and how was it going into a relationship after 11 years of singleness? Well, it's interesting. If I had been sitting out there, and I've I, I listened to a lot of things on singleness and marriage, if I was sitting out there and then heard that someone had... After 11 years starting out with something, you go, oh, okay, that's all right. Oh, I get you. Because I've been sitting going, oh, well. But actually, it's funny. I, it's just not, it's quite unexpected. It's only a couple of months I've started seeing someone. But actually, I'm so thankful the Lord has taught me all that he has over the last 11 years. Because I, I honestly could say at the start, I was a friend. But just, and I, I, I actually wasn't sure whether I wanted to actually get to know this guy. Because I just thought, what the Lord has taught me is so precious. And... I never imagined if he'd told me I would have said that 18 years ago or 15 years ago or 10 years ago even. 
but he's given me longer and longer periods of joy and contentment in him that I know will not be met mm. by another person. Mm. So at the start, I just really wasn't sure what I wanted to open up to that. But I prayed about it, and I also know that you can be challenged and shaped and more like Jesus in a marriage too. And when I met this guy the very first time, it was obvious he loves Jesus too. So I thought, well, I'll really get to know. So it's very early stages, but um, please, if you're sitting out there and you think, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's 11 years, and it might well be more. And I'm not placing all my hope in this relationship. My hope is totally in Jesus. Mm. This guy will not satisfy um, and I love that quote you said at the end, Steve. That was brilliant. And at the moment, he's running beside him. So we'll see what the Lord has. But I know joy is not found in him. Mm. It's found in Jesus. Great. Thanks, Richard. Tim, final question for you then. What, how do you look to the future as a single guy? Yeah, very much so. And I guess, um, if I can answer that with a story, um, you know, and, and this is how I try to do it. Um, there's, a, there's an amazing story which I really love. There's like this famous artist, and uh, everyone always recognizes his masterpieces. I'm not exactly sure, I'm not an art lover, but whatever, you know, it's his signature stuff. And there's one piece that everyone goes, Yeah, we can tell it's his, but we don't love it as much. Everything's out of a little bit out of proportion, everything's just not quite right. And uh, it's hanging in this art gallery, but it doesn't have private place. And there's countless art, art critics who've gone past it for years, and everyone said the same, it just doesn't quite look right. And one art critic suddenly realised that this, this piece, this masterclass, had never been designed to hang in a gallery. It had always been designed as an altar piece uh, for people to be kneeling in prayer. And so he quietly got down in this art gallery, kneeled in front of it and looked up. And as by magic or whatever, the perspectives were perfect. Yeah. And it was a real masterpiece. And he saw it for what it was, you know. And I guess the, the challenge for us and for me and for anyone, you know, whether you're just married or, or whatever, is, is to always be looking from the wrong perspective. And I think that's very often when you're looking at it going, from this perspective, looking at somebody else's life going, mine's out, mine's not perfect because they have the marriage or they have the sporting prowess or the job or the money or the security or whatever that is, you know. And, and you're not appreciating your own masterpiece, you know, and, and what's been built for you and painted for you by God. So I think... That for me is the way I want to do is on my knees going, I appreciate and just gratefulness everything that you've done for me. And I think that's applicable for you. Right, thanks Tim. Rachel, why don't you pray and then Tim pray and that will be the end of our service. Father God, thank you so much for this time together. And Lord, thank you for um, your word that Mm. is rich and has so much to say to us about uh, whether we're married or whether we're single. And Lord, I, I really do pray for anybody here who is at this moment um, single. Uh, Lord, thank you that your word says this is something to be cherished and is a gift from you. And Lord, even um, though sometimes that's painful, Lord, help uh, those of us here that are single to to know that as a truth from you and a a gift from you. And Lord, I pray that you'll enable um, those that are single here to cherish each day, to look each day at what you have for them, um, to live each day, to enjoy you, um, not looking back or looking forward, but focused on you uh, and how they can live for you today. And Lord, I, I pray for this church family, that this mm. can be a place where people that are single can um, be reminded of who they are in Christ, that that is their chief identity, mm. that they belong to you and they, they can worship you in every area of life. Um, I'm pleased with those that are here, that are married, um, help um, point single people here to you and, and love and serve them. Uh, and may this church family be such a witness mm. in this area to others that would come and join here. Mm. Amen. 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 I guess we just, we just thank you for the wonderful couples in this church that have blessed myself and many other people.
just by their hospitality and just opening themselves up uh, to helping out. So we just thank you for them uh, first and foremost. And we just pray for I guess the rest of us who who are single and struggling with that, just that you'd help us to just to humble ourselves before you and just appreciate and just be grateful for everything that we've been given and just to get to know you better and then we'll see where what happens from now. So we just pray for these two things. Amen. 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 Thanks guys. Should we give them a massive round of applause? Thank you.